Hi! Welcome to the None Shall Pass Podcast. This is episode 572. We've been paid $33 million from Taco Bell so far and rolling. Not bad. Not bad. They finally paid us. Threatened to stop talking about Taco Bell on the air and they lock it down, get it done. I had a lot of Taco Bell before this. Same. And you might be able to smell it through your ears if we do it right. We have a guest with us today. Special guest with us today. We've been trying to lock this guy down for a while. His name is Dr. Richard Smalls. He's a research fellow and tenured professor at National American University. And it's true, doctor, you hold PhDs in sociology as well as cultural anthropology and have a master's degree in women's studies. Well, the women's studies thing is more of a pet project of mine, but uh, yes, I do hold PhDs in both uh, cultural anthropology as well as sociology, sociology being my first love, and I've been a fan of this podcast since its inception, and I thought I uh, would make a good guest. Perhaps I could lend a little bit of academic perspective to some of your topics, so perhaps a bit of brevity, if you will. Of course, and being a super successful podcast, as we are. We are, yeah. I guess we had to uh, scrape the bottom of the barrel for guests this week. (laughs) (laughs) Well, gentlemen, you know, uh, even though research is my primary focus at this point in my career, I I do use uh, segments of this podcast in my lectures. So you will be pleased to to know that. And perhaps this will come up as well. If there's one thing None Shall Pass podcast prides itself on is shaping young minds. Along that line's... Is there anything forthcoming or important you feel like you need to get off your chest at the moment, Doctor? Well, yes, but uh, that will come. You know, there's a time and a place for everything. And perhaps some of the things I uh, have to say are best suited for a different audience. So why don't we just roll into the topics you guys have and I can chime in where you uh, feel appropriate. Can I ask a question real quick? Sure. When you were in your classes for women's studies, was it a man Teaching them? Not generally. Uh, my my first instructor was formerly a man, uh, but wow. had transition transitioned to a woman. Uh, I and forgive me, you know, I'm being incredibly politically incorrect, which I know is completely unacceptable. But I don't want to call her a she because she prefers a different pronoun. Uh, at first, uh, at first it was we, so, uh, you, we, our, you had to refer to her, uh, excuse me again, I'm sorry, refer to them in the plural, and then it became Z, so (laughs) the pronoun was Z, Zimzer, et cetera, et cetera. Am I to understand if I referred to one of those things as it, that would be frowned upon? Generally, generally, yes, but you do have to understand something. Uh, when people are transitioning, uh, mistakes will be made. You know, there are times when uh, you may slip and use that person's former uh, former gender, you know, gender slave name, if you will. Mm-hmm. You know, if they're mm-hmm. if they were uh, referred to as yes. a him and they were actually born truly inside as a female or a how shall we say, non-gender binary individual. So you have to be understanding and you know that you're not going to get it right all the time. Now, do you have to be understanding? Is empathy compelled? Empathy is not compelled. What you have to do is at least maintain a facade 
of empathy. Oh. You have to. Because I could go out there right now and say, there's boys and there's girls and then there's freaks. And I could. <laughs> but I'm not legally obligated to deter my behavior. However, there are social ramifications. <laughs> Correct. Exactly. It's you, frowned upon. But in Canada, there was legislation put forward to mandate compelled language. Correct. And that is a hallmark of a burgeoning dictatorship. But we don't need to go into the sociopolitical. That's not my uh, That's not my field of study. I know a little bit about it, but uh, I don't have expertise. No, that, that, that would fall under N-word Jim's expertise. <laughs> I have a lot of expertise on that. Yes. Okay. He is, he is a former dictator. Oh, really? Yeah. Everybody knows about this. But I guess they don't, I did te- not know that. They don't it- teach it in women's studies because it was pretty atrocious. And and well, keep in mind, women... I don't think it was that bad. <laughs> well, you know, a dictatorship is not necessarily a bad thing. There are societies uh, for which Western-style democracy is completely incompatible. We thrived. I was watching a I documentary last night called Game of Thrones where dictatorship was really successful. Yeah. There's a young king named Joffrey who just seems to get it. Yeah, he understands. I, I've he seen that also, yeah. yeah. It's a good documentary. I watched it a few times. The thing about dictators is, though, it never usually ends very well for them. No. I'm fine. Yeah. I have this very successful podcast. Yeah. And you transition to that. And he had a scapegoat to really take a brunt of, <laughs> understood, from understood, all his yeah. oppression. <laughs> he kind of put it all on one guy. Well, Idi Amin died in exile, so... Uh, you know, he got away with dumping a cargo ship load full of Indian people into the ocean, so do, there is that. Do video games ever come up in your woman's studies, sociology experiments or studies? Yes, they do from time to time. Do, uh, do we, women still feel as though they're poorly represented in video games? Oh, most certainly, yes. <laughs> I would like to point out a game called Dead or Alive Beach Volleyball. Have you heard of that game? Uh, no, I have not. Wow. That was a game where you were just chicks on a beach in bikinis playing volleyball. It was fantastic. I thought it represented women very well. Right. Yeah, I could I could, I could play that, yeah. yeah. I've never played it, but I, I want to go Is play it right now. sexist? Under the common definition of sexism, you would have to say yes. Uh, if if I went to my women's studies class, and again, I don't teach women's studies. It's just something that I happen to study on the side. You know, so my history is in cultural anthropology. That that means where did how did we get to the point where we are right now? So, backing up, yeah, it is sexist according to the modern Western definition. But but, but who really cares? Women. That's it. We don't care. That is, that is true, but you have to understand how much power women have amassed over the past century. I don't understand it at all. And With all a- your research <laughs> and data collecting and experiences, would you say that women having more power is good or bad? And explain. Bad. Agreed. First of okay. all, go on. Let me Very explain well. <laughs> something to you. And I want to caution the listener that what I'm about to say... Listeners is yeah we have many many i want to caution (laughs) (laughs) the listeners that what i'm about to say may seem offensive on its surface but what i'm saying is not said to be pejorative it is not said to be insulting it is based in scientific historical fact okay and so we're gonna go way back it's hard to trump that (laughs) (laughs) 
you have to understand something. The natural inclination for the human female is a state of whoredom, if you will. It's yeah. a state of whoredom. Right. We're with you. Mm-hmm. A woman mm-hmm. is, by her very nature, a whore. That's yes. what she seeks to do. Agreed. She seeks to monetize her physical assets however she can because that is her means of survival. Why wouldn't she? Now, again, I'm not calling all women whores in the common sense, but I am saying women, by their very nature, are whores. That's what they do. Men seek to do whatever they can to obtain those assets. Get, 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 get what I'm saying here? Yeah, because if a woman really dug me for me, I wouldn't have to have a house and car. Correct. Right. Correct. And that's yep. a little bit more of a modern example, but let's, let's dig into it. So, given the history of the human species, what is something that... And I know there are always unique individual examples. You know, there's always some crazy strong or crazy athletic woman who could outrun, who's more powerful than a man of similar stature, whatever. But generally speaking, if you looked at a normal curve, what can women do better than men? Are they, as a whole, are they more intelligent? Are they faster? Are they stronger? Can they do anything better other then offer their physical attributes and serve as brood mares for the propagation of the species. Is that, uh, can they? I can't think of one thing. Um, I'm told that women are better with feelings, but in my experience, they are terrible, catastrophic with in the feelings. Face of adversity. <laughs> <laughs> and again, that is a cultural construct. It is something that we have been told, something we have been taught, but something that is not necessarily true. So go back to, let's say, the Middle Ages. It was common for a man to have multiple wives. In fact, go back even further, uh, especially when you get outside of Western cultures, polygamy was the norm. Polygamy was the norm. It was not common to be in monogamous relationships because a woman's comparative value to a man was significantly less. She reproduced. She had certain functions that she uh, what was responsible for within society, but they were all, all patriarchal societies. And even to this day, despite how far women have come, we do live in a patriarchy where men hold the reins of power. It is very rare that you can go back throughout the history of, of human civilization and find a matriarchal society. Even those that they say, oh, this Native American tribe actually had a matriarchy. It was a matriarchy only in part. There was the never only one that really comes to mind would be Cleopatra. Correct. Mm. But Cleopatra was, uh, I guess you could say a queen, empress, however you want to put it. But even though she was at the head of state, they were still in a patriarchal system. It oh, was still sure. a society run by men. There have and been queens. cats. Men <laughs> and cats. Lots men of and cats. cats. The, the Egyptians did deify cats. That is true. If yeah. I were to devil's advocate, because the side against you is the devil's. Of course. My (laughs) argument would be the boon in technology and our overall comfort level as a society has gotten far better in the last 30 years. And if I were a lady, my argument would be it's because we're in the workforce now. Ooh. That is an easy argument to deconstruct, and you can do it like this. The reason I brought it to you was so I could destruct it later. (laughs) Okay, so go go ahead. No, proceed. Women have been in the workforce and mass since probably the end of the Second World War. 
that in the grand scheme of things is such a small window of time that it is statistically insignificant and you cannot draw any credible conclusions from that window. Okay. Fair enough. All right. I like that. So let's let's do something a little different here. <laughs> let's right. try to be decent to women for a second. <laughs> All right. Is there a I'm in. We were talking about video games. Is there a video game character that was a female that you liked? Tomb Raider. Laura Croft, pretty yeah, badass. Yeah. Did but you, what they make her wear would be like, eh, it's sexist, blah, blah, but I wouldn't play it if she didn't wear what she was wearing. Spelunking in shorty shorts <laughs> yeah. on the tank top. Yeah, with two thigh holsters. <laughs> what about you, Doctor? Any female females you looked up to or in the video game genre? Well, I am uh, significantly older than both of, uh, both of you guys, so I will have to say the princess character in Super Mario Brothers 2. The second one? The princess character oh, the, the hover. one you played as? The one you played as. Oh, the, she was boss. Now, the, keep in mind, keep in mind, for those of you who are super nerds out there... Doki Doki. It was Doki Doki Panic. It was actually Super Mario Brothers 2 was released in Japan, and it was basically the original Super Mario Brothers, only way harder with way more levels. Yeah, and they did release that later. They did, uh, They released it, I think, as the Lost, Lost levels, levels or something. Yeah. But that was the original Super Mario Brothers 2, and they deemed it it was too difficult for American children. Well, which, it was too difficult for me. <laughs> it probably was. <laughs> there is a company out there called From Software, and they produce games, Dark Souls, what have you. But they pride themselves on the difficulty in games. And as a gamer... I appreciate that because a lot of these games are easy now. I flew through Red Dead. I flew through God of War. I flew through Horizon Zero Dawn. That's got a good female protagonist. I'll actually give. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. But those games are too easy. Dark Souls fucks your asshole dry with a chainsaw. You want to break controllers? Yeah. Rage quit. I actually, because there's a PvP system in the game where you can invade people. And if you kill them, they lose all their shit, and you get all their shit. That, that so, should be in every game. Right. <laughs> so I found a way to cheese really hard, and I would just kill these people over and over because I'd get the hate mail in my mailbox. If online. you get a secret message or a, a message from a player through your PlayStation or Xbox mailbox, you've won. You've won. You've won. You have you've what, won what the, the kids call triggered. <laughs> <laughs> you have triggered somebody. You have won the internet. <laughs> Well, yeah, it simply means you've in, even you have inflicted significant emotional distress upon another person through the avenue of a video game <laughs> to the extent that they carry that stress outside of the video game, return to it, and then have to spend all that time to message you. What do they message you? I mean, it has to be some sort of witty, you know, witty retorts or you know, just seething. It's not put down, seething right? is the only oh, witty. Or, you're a hacker. Yeah, there's no witty or no. You know, it's just you're a stupid fag, and I hope you <laughs> die. You're but a hacker, pussy. With Dark Souls, what had happened was I'd gotten so many that I can't even remember because there's a way where you're walking on beams in a very high place, and if you shot them with this special bow, it would knock them back. It's a normal bow; you could just deflect an arrow, but with this bow, it would knock you back, so you fall off the. Beam. Beam from way up high and just die. And they weren't expecting that, right? No. But it'd be funny because you'd see them running and then they'd see you and just freeze. And they knew. If they played that game for more than 10 minutes, you know, oh, my God, I'm fucked. <laughs> and there's nothing you can do. So, yeah, the hate mail would be, you know, like, get a life, you fucking loser. But the best part about, like you said, you won. 
Because to type a message on a PlayStation controller <laughs> it's isn't an easy endeavor. No. You gotta, Unless you have like presets. A. Space. takes time out of your life. What's the longest message you ever got then? That was a Rocket League message I was playing with Corey. I think we talked we talked about that already, didn't we? I don't know. Which one? Rocket League is one that comes to mind. You could throw out some anti-Christian Islam uh, anything really thing you wanted, you fat shame. But the guy came at me, and I didn't even say anything. My partner here did. I used the mental game. But I don't have a number after my player name, so I think mine's easier to find. Because okay. my Sony name is Jon Snow is Dead, which was created solely to butthurt turds online. <laughs> I'm guessing it, it worked. It worked. It worked really well. It worked really good for a while. Yeah, of course. <laughs> but I got a message that said, graduate high school before you talk shit, you fucking loser. And I said, I'm not the one getting butthurt over a video game. Get a life. And he responded, I have a life. Military. <laughs> so I didn't know how to... I wanted to respond. I mean, I was dying laughing at this. So I actually sent the message to my partner here, who, he, who will, mm. at the drop of a hat, remind you he did serve. <laughs> a lot. He's, a lot. He's the champion of war. He's Give the, me money. He's... he's <laughs> Declared that he's better than Purple Heart recipients. It's because they got injured and I didn't. Yeah, so he's better at war. But I said, what do I do? You're the war hero here, not me. <laughs> what do I do? And he said, call him a baby killer. <laughs> so I did. I said, go jerk off your sergeant major, baby killer. And he didn't respond. <laughs> but that was the most memorable one I think I had. But Dark Souls, I would just I didn't even read all of them because I got so many. But it was so beneficial to do what I was doing. I was being rewarded. Not only from butthurt dorks online, but... But You're also getting their stuff, right? Yeah. It is a big... In a way, it's like you're succeeding at a video game and also succeeding as a psychic vampire. Yeah. Just... Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because it takes time to type on Rocket League, and then you can tell when the people stop their cars and they start typing, and then you can score a goal on them. It's... It was a good Flawless. Because... I'm not trying to brag, but I would say I'm better at Rocket League than you solely because I've put in probably 300 hours more. Way more hours. So it's beneficial for him to talk the shit and me to reap the rewards. Because <laughs> I think that's what might have happened, too, is you talked all the shit and scored 100 points, but I scored five goals because they're so mad. <laughs> and they're trying it. to type. Yeah, but so are you, so it worked out. <laughs> Well, that's why you know you just have you just have your weakest player you know do all the trash talk while your more skilled players score all the goals. It's a good Simple. idea. Yeah. You, you know, I don't have that problem. I will say I, I am not a video game aficionado. I do not have what they uh, call skill. I do not have what they call <laughs> acumen for playing video games. You're I do, not clutch, bro. No. <laughs> I, I believe I believe the young the young folks uh, refer to refer to it as something called uh, I need to, and I quote get, get good G I T G U D get good. Well, there's a there's a drop older people say that too in your reflexes after about twenty five. Oh yeah, and I feel it. I am approximately fifty seven years old. And my quick twitch is gone. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's <laughs> just abs- fifty seven years old <laughs> trolling <of> duty. kids <laughs> online. <laughs> you damn <laughs> What have you? Noob tubes. Noob tubes. Yeah, because uh, new Call of Duty, I tried that out. Yeah. I'm bad. 
I used to wreck shop in Call of Duty. Now I'm the guy going, why am I looking up and spinning in circles? You got to play at like noon on a Tuesday. Yeah, I got to get the That's where dads. all the dads are playing. <laughs> yeah, the dads. <laughs> you know, I had gotten into some site, some conversations, you know, what systems you're running, you know, because I play on PC, like, you know, proper uh, child molester. Master yeah. <laughs> child molester, all right. Or child molester. Dr. Richard Smalls, research fellow, tenured professor. Child molester? <laughs> hey, you know. Where's hey, Donnie at? <laughs> hey, hey, hey. <laughs> so I, I have to explain, you know, I was already pretty much an adult when a game called GoldenEye came out for Nintendo 64. And that was really the first first person shooter multiplayer that got any sort of acclaim. And it was very, very big. And for those of you who are too young to remember, it was just like any other first-person shooter. Just imagine, you know, mid-90s graphics on the Nintendo 64, the last great cartridge-based uh, video game system. And it would be on the old 4x3 TV, and it would split it into quadrants. Now, if you were super rich or you had a bunch of nerd friends, you could get, like, eight TVs and hook up. You could daisy-chain, like, I think it was... Uh, did you daisy chain four nintendo 64s all together and then we you could play 16 people at once we weren't rich yeah. so we had to I do the split screen well. so i was so i had to play on a small square at that game and what we had to do at some point with my friends is my screen would be blocked off with paneling cardboard so i couldn't see the other people's screen, screen watching wow. yeah you can't screen watch and you couldn't be odd job Ob job was a rule because he was super short. Yeah. yeah, and they but they didn't modify the hit detectors for him. No, he was that actually was the, yeah. short in the game. No, I know. So yeah. so you run up and you'd have to aim down, which is hard because you have to use the yellow button. The yellow C button. <laughs> yes. And it, it's not it, it doesn't go like super fast or anything and he's just shooting you in your dick the whole time <laughs> and you die right away. That was actually considered one of the major uh coding errors of a game is is odd job and, and golden eye i was always without fail choice of weapon unarmed the slapper slappers. chops <laughs> and, <laughs> and most cowardly, most cowardly. <laughs> i love those little awards oh yeah they did give the awards i forgot about those. just a little thing but it was most so cowardly <laughs> yeah i got that like 90 percent of the time most cowardly <laughs> I remember being blown away by the graphics in that game oh, yeah. when they came out. It looks like real life. And I play one level by myself over and over again, and that was the facility. And I just go shoot scientists in the hand <laughs> for hours. If you play it on hard, or I think it was medium or hard, you shoot them twice and they'd pull a gun on you. Yeah. And they had a sweet silver gun. I had it where. I had unlocked all the cheats by playing each level super fast. Super fast, yeah. yeah. I was timed. That's such a bastard. <laughs> <laughs> so much wasted time. I could play. All right, I can unlock paintball. Yeah, yeah. If paintball I would have put my video game time into practical time learning other things, I could probably play seventy-five instruments. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yep. But now, yeah, now you have uh, obsolete skills in a video game that you could only find in like a retro gaming store, <laughs> and yep. it impressed nobody. Nobody <laughs> no. would think it. Was it impressed cool. me. Yeah, yeah, but nobody cares what you're impressed by. Aww. Well, I you... like. I think um, strong men in leadership positions um, impress me with huge dicks. Yeah, that is all. We got to have a bulge. I remember when. <laughs> 
Sorry for the non sequitur, but you know, I had this point I just got to make. Just throw so it in. Go ahead. Drop the bulge. I remember when Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the arcade game, came out for the original Nintendo Entertainment System. Fantastic game. It is good. And game. Yeah. we thought that was the pinnacle of home video game graphics achievement. I just thought that nothing could ever be better. Yeah. And I remember getting into an argument. Oh, yeah, the next Nintendo, do you hear there's going to be 16 bit? That's when we thought in bits back then. Yeah. Right. Okay. And. Well, nothing could ever. Then they might have a 32-bit system, but 64-bit is real life. That, that's... Like we see in 64-bit. 64-bit <laughs> is real life. And that was where the argument ended because we were all in agreement. 64-bit. You yeah, can't, can't get better than that. No, you and can't. And then you got the upgrade pack for the <laughs> Nintendo 64 you had to put in the system and made it even yes. better. That red little cartridge yeah. thing. Yep. Yeah. There was a game that came out on Super Nintendo, Mortal Kombat. Where they had actual mm-hmm. people. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. motion captured. Yeah. And I thought that was it. Like, it, there will never be a more brutal, <laughs> bloody game than Mortal Kombat 1. And then Soldier of Fortune came out. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever played that <laughs> yes. fucking game. For PC, that <laughs> yeah. is a classic. That was a, that's a rough game. You know what? <laughs> they need to bring that back. Because are there some of the mechanics in that old game, which was like 98, 99, I think? Yeah. I can say they have all those mechanics. In Red Dead. In Red Dead? Oh, great. You can blow limbs, heads, torsos off. Red Dead Redemption 2 is spectacular. I have thought about purchasing a PlayStation solely for that title because they refused to release it on PC. Which so is, is my dad. Which is strange. But not the PC part. I, <laughs> I've never been more wowed by a game, I think. Just the story, the narrative, the map, the characters, the NPC interactions we've talked about. Because you can walk up to anybody and it's two buttons, greet or antagonize. Yeah. So and it can branch off from there. It mm-hmm. goes all sorts of crazy. But I think they're screwing themselves right now with that like eight-month-long beta online. Online, online no. yeah. 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 The whole storyline's amazing. You play it two Two to three times through, because you want to be the good guy, and then you want to be the asshole, and then you just want to, uh, whatever. And then you get online, and you do everything online in like There's 45 no minutes. But I, it's... <laughs> and then it's beta. It's still a beta, though. So we just go to a town and hold it down and kill anybody that comes in, and that's trolling. So we're trolling already. Yeah. Well, that's the whole online experience is not worth So it's reductive now, at the least at this point. $60 for the solo campaign, to me, is more than worth it. Yeah, oh yeah. It's a finally a game that's worth $60, and people were complaining that it was too long. Too long. The or campaign's boring. too long. It's too beautiful and scenic. Oh. I don't like how... Because it's got a Western pace to it. It's There's something to complain about. People will find a way. So it, it'll draw at times, but it, for me, I'm... Uh, avid western fans so this game hit my buttons up and down the i just way. trot down the scenery for hours yeah because you can do no missions and waste 12 hours and not even feel bad i think there's something to be said about that because not everybody wants to play multiplayer all the time you know i i like single player campaigns but i think people are spoiled with like some of these late call of duty games because they're so online focused and so online heavy yeah. That the single player is like half an hour. Well, the last one yeah. didn't even have single player. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. EA actually in 2013 or 14, their director cut all advancements on any single player only games they had and said there will be no more single player games from EA. And they said the medium's dead and the crowd doesn't want it. And then actually, fast forward to 2018, your two game of the year winners were God of War and Red Dead. 
Were they? Yeah. Nice. And then Fortnite for the dweebs out there. Oh, that, well, that doesn't count. <laughs> and I don't think that does count either. <laughs> That's, that, that is the pinnacle of irrelevance there, folks. And the reason you can't is because the only revenue they really generate is from microtransactions. Mm-hmm. And if you look at game sales, you're going to see the top of the list are predominantly single-player games. And that bodes well for like me and you, Doctor, because I enjoy my single-player games as well. I know you do too, Enward Jim. I do. I like them, but you know, once in a while, I'll throw on the Black Cops and uh, play a 15-minute map and kill people. We actually had a lot of fun in a Star Wars shooter game trolling people. Oh, man, that was rough. <laughs> I don't Was it Battlefield? That was rough for the first Battlefront. One, Battlefront. There was a big downed Imperial ship in the middle of the map, and objectively, you're supposed to try to take sectors, blah, blah, blah. We, we, went, we got on top of the ship and killed everybody we could. <laughs> so we'd be sniping, and one would be watching the approach, and you couldn't get to us. Ever. We'd and, go 0 and 23. I mean, other people would have like... 23 and 0. 23 and 0, and everyone would have like 70 kills, but we'd have zero deaths <laughs> because we'd just sit up there and snipe people. But you'd snipe a guy, and then the whole objective and everybody is all the way across the map but we we're still sitting in our one spot killing so you'd see the one guy we killed start running from halfway across the map from our elevated <laughs> yep. covered position no, like, just goddamn son of a bitch there'd be always that one guy sucking. running down the middle of a desert just i'm gonna get you i swear to- <laughs> down and we just start laughing <laughs> was there hate mail from that no no we okay. didn't get any hate mail no. that's pretty good I like it when you're on like a Call of Duty type title and then you just select random room, you get put into something and there's some guy that's just uptight about his stats because it tracks your wins and losses. Yeah. Well, I would go like, you know, I might go like two and 17 was like a common like thing. (laughs) That that was my kill to death ratio. (laughs) I'm I'm serious. You know, I I wish I could be just be saying this in jest, but that's actually (laughs) what it was. And... He would go, uh, for, for those of you who want to find me on Steam, uh, my username is 7bucks. If you want to play with Dr. Richard Smalls, 7bucks. <laughs> you can find it, one word, all lowercase. <laughs> and so the reason I'm, I'm putting that out there is because somebody would type, because I would have, I always have player chat muted on, on, on yeah, me PC. Too. Always. Because I made the mistake recently of not turning it off. And the first thing I heard is, you're an N-word faggot, blah, blah, blah. Some guy berating some other people in in those same language. N-word, 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 faggot, 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 blah, 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 blah. If, if you have to have those two words in there, at least sprinkled like in every other sentence. Jew and cunt also. Yes, yes. Calling yeah. people retards is... is Big one. Re- you don't yeah. say they retard. <laughs> exactly. You don't say that. You don't say that. So, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> that said, I turned that off, but... So here comes the 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 all chat seven bucks. So obviously the just just my name because obviously he thought that I would take the hint and leave, and so I reply yes question mark because I always use proper capitalization and punctuation in chat. I ca- I just can't bring myself to type an all lowercase or use shorthand. I just can't. I can't do it. I can't do it. It's if I have to say you or I I will use a contraction, but it's. Capital U, O U apostrophe R E. There is no capital U, capital R, lowercase U R. U R, blah 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 blah. Whatever the case may be, seven bucks. Yes, I reply. 
Seven bucks, all in caps this time. Yes, how can I help you? Question mark. <laughs> Leave. Why? Question mark. <laughs> and it went on and on and on. And finally, he had to take the time to type out exactly why he wanted me to uh, dismiss myself from that particular match. And I just said, sorry, no. And that was the end. <laughs> and I tanked his game because it was close. Uh, but my addition to his team and my abysmal kill-to-death ratio basically... <laughs> you heard his stats. I did. So Battlefield was one or two, but they had tanks. And planes. Mm. That was a big thing Battlefield did was they had the vehicles. And their mass were ginormous. Playing with some guys who were acquaintances, I wouldn't say buddies. I mean they're decent folk, but I guess. I was driving around in a Jeep. I had thrown C four on the front of. <laughs> like, hey, I'm just gonna kamikaze I'm not good at this mm-hmm. game. The squad I was with said, Hey, dude's got a Jeep, let us in the Jeep. I said, All right, get in. And I said, Hey, there's a tank, I'm gonna go fuck it up. And I ghost rode the tank because you could dive out of the vehicle. And all three of the guys stayed in there while the thing coasted to the tank, hit the front of the tank just barely. But they had the C4 on the front, and I guess they trigger on a collision. Sure. So they all died, and the tank blew up, and the guys blew up. And then they wouldn't play with me anymore because of that. That's how serious people take some of those games. Oh, yeah. Because, well, if you think about it... What is your life? I mean, coming full circle now, now that women have the power, now that women have the power, think about it this way. To try to bookend this, and I, you know, I could give a two-hour lecture on this, but women have come to a place where at one time they could not own property, they could not vote in a democracy, they were basically interchangeable. They would die in childbirth. A man would simply get another wife or a replacement for the one of seven that he lost. To now, where if you are wed or you have children with a woman, she only has to use her physical assets once, and then she can monetize that in perpetuity. Women... And they do. Yes, and women do. And women deserve all the credit in the world because they have come from a state of complete subservience to a state of mastery. And honestly, men, men only have themselves to blame because they let themselves be put in this position. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I assume you, I don't think this is a, a stretch, but I'm assuming you have a primarily male listening audience. Uh... You'd be surprised. Oh, I'd be surprised. I'm glad to hear that. But there's this <laughs> television sh- uh, network out there called Bravo. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. Only by Bravo. <laughs> <laughs> so... It has these how how real housewives or whatever all these and every I'm single. I'm just gonna cut you off for one second. Go ahead. I just wanted. I have a very bad stereotype ingrained in me where I feel like if you watch a lot of Bravo, you're probably a fucking idiot. That's all. And you're the that's fair. You're the problem. That is fair. This country faces. <laughs> every single one of those women on those shows monetized her assets and is now living a life of luxury on some poor schlub's dime who's <clears throat> continuing to pay for her excesses even though he no longer has access to her. They're genius. Yeah. And that is really what a lot of women who watch Bravo, that's what they aspire to be. They don't want to earn a living. They don't want to make a name for themselves outside of their ability to monetize what 
little assets that they have that are that are worth you know something at least have something of value they're the type of folk who crave instagram likes exactly more than yeah. actual substance in conversations and relationships and what i'm i'm trying to say and i'm trying to bring this back to video games the reason those guys take those video games so seriously because that's the only escape that they have that oh. is their life that is why i play video it's games. Why I play video games and watch movies. They go to work (laughs) to keep their wives happy with material possessions. They know that if their wives or their significant others become unhappy, especially if they have uh, procreated with those individuals, they will be essentially enslaved to to that woman and her children for the rest of their lives. So their video games becomes the escape route. Yeah. That it's, they survive. It's, it's, it's what I use. A way to... F- some of the things you do in these games, we talked about Red Dead, how you're mm-hmm. a great cowboy. Or a terrible cowboy. Or a terrible cowboy. <laughs> or you're a hero. Or you, you don't get to be that in this world anymore. There's no frontier for men to go off and chase. There's no great war for men to go fight. There's no cause for men to believe in. I fought in a great war. You fought for... A great cause. The shadow. And I won. The Shadow Puppets. You are a tool. <laughs> <laughs> the very best tool. And super shiny. <laughs> but yeah, that's I mean that's what it is for me. Yeah, absolutely. And I why guess- would I sit here and listen to this shit when <laughs> I could go fuck up some dinosaurs with a sword? <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Well, what do you say about those games that come out of Japan? Like, uh, I believe there was a one from about 10 years ago called Rayplay. Oh, if your escapism is to rape <laughs> things, you're probably a piece of shit. <laughs> I'm saying, but it was relatively popular, at least in that nation. Yeah, well, one thing I will go on record as saying is a lot of guys I know are scummy, gross pieces of shit. <laughs> it's true. I don't know any. <laughs> All my friends are stand-up gentlemen. The, one of the grossest things nicely. I ever heard is a guy told me we were working somewhere. It was really hot. And there's a chick, and we had uniforms on, and she had a big butt. Ooh, <laughs> big butts are my favorite. And, yeah, okay, so she walks by, and this guy next to me goes, mm. and I went, really? And he goes, I want to take a spoon and scoop the sweat dripping down her ass and sip the spoon. And I was like, why would you think I need to hear that shit? Yeah, they just keep that to yourself. Yeah, you bury that. That instinct you have, it's a bad one. Well, you have to understand Mm. that the place that you worked is actually a cesspool of humanity, not only in the residential population, but in the employee population as well. So... It attracts a lot of individuals who have a certain set of predilections that may or may not be palatable to the general population. What he just said is a lot of people in prisons are gross. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just wanted to dumb that down for our, the Nunshell Pass listeners. <laughs> okay, and, and, and here's something that... Uh, you gotta so, break this down Barney style. So, so, now that, so now that you guys have educated me and that you do have a substantial female listener base... Uh, substantial 70 at least seventy thousand. nice no matter how disgusting or reprehensible some woman may be there is some guy not far away that absolutely would without hesitation oh for sure killer that too <laughs> oh what are you guys that talking too? about <laughs> 
<laughs> do you ever have you ever been in any sort of public setting, whether it be a mall or an airport or something of that nature, and you see a woman who is just completely hideous to behold? And I don't want to cast aspersions on someone who may not fit what we consider to be conventionally attractive, but you, no, you can. You just wonder how in the world that woman has kids, but she does, and she often yeah. has more than one. Same with guys. Like, how did that guy get permission to enter? He probably didn't, you know. We also know a lot of individuals who, you know, maybe that they just don't understand that that's, you know, asking for that is kind of a thing. It's Yeah. Consent. You just need consent. That's all. And, you know, I, you know, I, I consider myself a, a deeply misogynistic person. And I am very comfortable with that identity. I think anybody who has listened to my lectures or uh, read any of my papers in uh, all of the peer-reviewed academic journals I, I routinely publish in uh, <laughs> knows that about me. But I, I do not condone things like taking a woman's uh, attributes without her consent. I mean, yeah, that that's horrible. It's like a kid that only has one piece of candy, and then you take that piece of candy without asking. That's it's, awful. It's the exact same thing. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I disagree. I disagree. It's not the exact same thing, because if I saw a kid with one piece of candy left, I would take it, and it's not like raping a chick. I disagree. <laughs> I'm just saying. Neither of which belong to you. Then I've raped many candies. Yeah, for sure. So do you think it's sexist that in the game Mortal Kombat that Sonya is by far the worst character? No, because that's reflect reflection of reality. Okay. And her finisher is a kiss of death. Yeah. So sexy. <laughs> so and she's like a soldier cop lady too. I just something, I don't thought know. that was cute. However, Chun Li in Street Fighter Two was pretty bad. Though. Yeah, but she was badass. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But Sonya was the worst. Oh yeah. Yeah. In Mortal Kombat. Even Kano was better than Sonya. <laughs> yeah. Kano. Kano. <laughs> oh, movie adaptation. Mortal yep. Kombat. Amazing, both of them. Lee bad. <laughs> <laughs> what wasn't John Claude Van Damme in one of them? Who was he? No, Christopher Lambert. Christopher was Lambert. Raiden right. in Mortal Kombat Annihilation should have won an Oscar. Isn't Raiden no. supposed to be an Asian guy? Raiden is the god of lightning, but he's but the, he has an like, Asian hat on. I think he's the Asian. There, there. I can't remember. You know, some so one of our one of one of your many educated listeners out there will, I'm sure, will write to you and, and inform us correctly. But there's some sort of deity. I believe it's in Chinese myth- mythology that is the god of lightning. Not, you know, obviously the Norse god of lightning, thunders, Thor. But uh, uh, I don't. You have to watch the movie Big Trouble in Little China if you haven't seen it. It's you don't think I've seen that movie 900 times? Well, of course, I know it's you great. have. But it's a great movie. But yeah, you, that guy's got the same hat. He does the lightning yeah. and everything. It's and that's Raiden. a straight it's Raiden. That's a straight play. You know, Mortal the, Kombat or Midway Entertainment cop said that, we're yeah. making that guy in our fighting game. Correct. Yep. Yes. Correct. Fantastic. And movie. and and when John Carpenter made that movie, he took that from the mythological creature. But whatever, whatever. You know, it doesn't matter. I mean, we cast white people in. Uh, you know, like the Last Samurai with Tom Cruise. That was perfectly awesome. There's that Chappelle's bit where he's talking to Paul Mooney. And he's, <laughs> I'm just quoting here, but he said, "I'm going to make a movie called The Last Nigga on Earth, starring Tom Hanks." <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. It's true. It's, it's the process you're referring to is called whitewashing. Yeah, oh, absolutely. They white Hollywood uh, Kira with Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, they did. Um, 
What was the other one? They bastardize a lot of Japanese fiction. Well, look, uh, look. If uh, if I'm not banned from this podcast after this guest appearance, if you have me on again, I will be more than happy to share all my uh, educated theories on race relations with you. Oh, oh, yeah. Well, I'm glad we touched on men versus women and why men are better with Dr. Richard Smalls. You will not be banned for yeah, sure. I mean, we still have a little more time. If you need to drive another point home to these broads, go ahead. I mean, okay, all right, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Well, you got nothing. I do. I got stuff. All right, he's got stuff. Let's what hear you it. Got? Well, did you guys hear, hear about uh, Hillary Clinton having dog fights? No. Allegedly, Hillary Clinton is fighting dogs in her backyard. In her backyard? Yeah. Just wanted to get the word out there. So, form your own opinions. But Hillary Clinton fights dogs. Her NFL career will never be the same after never, this. Never. No. Nope. Um, it's better than kneeling. In. So I saw a commercial, a Gillette commercial. They sell men's razors. You're familiar. I'm not. And the commercial was very anti-man about how men are failing and we need to do better. Did you see this commercial yet? No, I haven't yet. Oh, I wish I could. We're going to pause it and watch the commercial and then come right back. Wow. What do you think? We're doomed. (laughs) We're doomed. I thought it was great. Yeah, it was really touching. It was very touching. Um, You know... Boys are just gonna grow up to be big pussies. My favorite part of that commercial is where the in they're filming a TV show or whatever, and the guy goes rawr at the lady's butt. I think what she was trying to say. Oh, the mansplain. Yeah, yeah. I'm constantly mansplaining. Are I can't. You? I can't help it. Really? Like when a waitress comes up at a restaurant and says, "Would you like water?" Everybody, what she's trying to say is, "You can order whatever you like." <laughs> My favorite thing about that commercial is how everything is like this over-the-top, grossly inflated caricature of what actually happened or is theorized to have happened, and then it's taken as like a fact that we need to fix. Yes. So you make up this fantasy, oh, this is how it is right now, and we need to fix that. Well, no, it isn't. It's a fiction. It's a fiction, just like the... One in four women will be sexually assaulted in their lifetimes. That's absolutely right. not true. That's absolutely not true. Um, I don't have time to get into it, but basically, <laughs> it was starting in the seventies. They did a little bit of research on two college campuses. The total survey per, uh, participants were under five thousand, and they were only asked four questions. And they synthesize that number. It's not a real number. It's some similar to like the the, the statistic that women make whatever whatever the the figure is now it's constantly revised women make 87 cents on the dollar of every man makes also demonstrably false you can also disprove that pretty easily because you look at jobs women just flat don't do i mean correct one percent of women are coal miners 99 of them are men not even one (laughs) percent you're talking about the difference between equality equal pay for equal work and equity you're also talking about once you once you get above a certain level now the majority of the billionaires in the world are obviously men you know there's like one oprah winfrey for every however many um Bill Gates or Steve Bezos, Jeff Bezos, the Amazon guy. And for Not all for long. about 90 million African-American listeners we have, just to discern, those white guys at the top aren't us. No. No. They they keep us down, too. Yes, they and, do. And they rape, too. They do rape. They rape. That is rape. true. A lot. 
But what I'm saying is when you control for that, so if you have 90 billionaires that are men for every one female billionaire, that's really going to skew the statistics. But I challenge any woman out there who works at a job that pays an hourly wage, especially a job that pays according to seniority or length of service wherever, to go and find me proof, tan, uh, like tangible evidence that you are only paid a 87 cents on the dollar. It doesn't exist because it's not a real statistic. It's a manipulated number made to evoke, invoke a certain set of feelings or emotions. Oh, yeah. That's all it, it is. It fits a narrative for some people's agenda. Are you familiar with, I'm sure you are, uh, Jordan Peterson, Dr. Jordan Peterson? Yes. Yeah, he's gone on at length in some of his discussions yeah. I've seen about this. And that one's and that one's pretty easy to debunk. I think if you would talk to most feminists who are truly honest about their field of study and their passion, they will tell you the same thing. Now, can you make it true by manipulating the statistics? Of course, but that is true. I could do that with anything. anything. Yeah, yeah, I could prove to you that the sky's not blue if I wanted to <clears> hard <throat> enough. Mm-hmm. Well, Correct. not you because you have a brain, but you know. <laughs> then the thing with feminists too is 10% of them are fucking lunatics just like 10% of conservatives and democrats oh my god so like there are women out there who are like yeah I'm a feminist I'm a female and they don't go out and cry wolf at the drop of every hat but the ones that ruin it for the rest of y'all are ruining it for the rest of y'all <laughs> yeah. And and to be fair, it's you know, really bad. Feminine- and those are the only ones that get the media attention. Yeah, because the ones who are sane don't go off on. Like, let's do an interview with this. Correct. Yeah. Little tangents. Let's do an interview with this uh, lady who seems to got all her shit together. No, <laughs> get that batshit pink haired bitch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, there every every social movement does invite a lot of unstable people to manifest whatever difficulties they're having in their own lives or psychological conditions outwardly and then infect other people so feminism is no different and also to feminism's defense you might be surprised to hear this from me but feminism has so many different sects and so many different factions that it's it's tough to say feminism feminism is this or it's that you know there's uh, neo-feminism, Marxist feminism. There's all different types of schools of feminism who disagree with one another as much as they disagree with the uh, um, contemporary society, if that's actually a thing anymore. And that's because people are f- just mental, and they think they matter way more than they do. So my sect of feminism is better than yours. My sect yes. of... Mm-hmm. I'm in the uh, A group the of A that. Group? I'm in the alpha group of feminists. I'm in the group of veterans that think that. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. That we are all better than you guys that didn't serve. Well, that's true. We are. I actually have respect for you for serving. And this might be the only time I'll ever tell you that. Yeah, I can't believe you just said that. Yeah, no. <laughs> it's on air. I could edit it. We might Go fight it another well. war. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't have any respect for veterans. So, I mean, I can, I can be the naysayer. I've said plenty. <laughs> I, I will tell you something, though. In my vast experience uh, as a learned man, as well as a man who has done a variety of blue-collar occupations throughout his uh, mm. long and storied life, uh, veterans, in my opinion, come in two distinct varieties. And this is my own personal opinion based on anecdotal observation. <laughs> a veteran is either going to be one of your best workers or is going to be one of your most 
entitled, laziest, and worthless people that you have to work with. It's like one or the other. I don't understand it at all. Why the extreme? But it's one or the other. The guys who are, are always touting their service are always the ones who with their little notebook <laughs> about you, Sarah, and how they deserve this, this, that, and the other thing, and they're lazy and worthless. And then the other guys who you wish you had a hundred of instead of just one of are the guys who don't who don't wear it on their sleeve. So, yeah. the, here's we the call, gist. We call the former the Rex Storms of the world. <laughs> here's the gist. If you have a veteran working for you that all he does is talk about his service and he's entitled. Everything he's saying is a lie about his service. If you have a veteran that works hard, you will never hear anything about his service except for funny stories that have nothing to do with bombs or shooting people. Those are the people you don't want to know what they did in the military. Yeah. I've been told that thing, that exact same Just saying. Thing. Those are the quiet ones that have a few funny stories, like one time this happened and we fucked them up. It was hilarious. Yeah, My, yeah we all... Uh, Ate too much hot sauce. Yeah. And it's like, that's the best story you have for more? Yeah. I don't want to know what you're holding on to. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. I agree to that. So, Doctor, you've been following the podcast? Yes, sir. There's I, some uh, strife brewing. We're going to have a little showdown at some point. Okay. Uh, Orion versus Father Time. Orion, douchebag. Wow. You know, I, I will say, I, I'm actually excited for this. I, I listened to uh, both of the uh, podcasts and... I Father Time came off as genuine. Uh, I can't say the same about that Orion fellow. No, he's horrible. He's got that weird, like personality, like uh, what we were just talking about with veterans, but it, it, with wrestler veteran wrestlers, maybe where he's entitled, like he's the guy that's telling people what to do in the locker room and no one respects. Yeah, at a wrestling match, and then you have Father Time who goes in and tries to help the rookies. Wow, you know. I don't watch much of the wrestling today. I used to be a huge, huge fan, and I still follow a little bit on the indie scene. But when you mentioned Orion, I, I tried to look up the modern uh, WWE roster and find him. <laughs> <laughs> Not realizing. He would never sign with them. <laughs> He's an indie guy. Not realizing. Way. You know, I actually used to wrestle back in my younger days. Oh. A little bit. What was your uh, handle there? Yeah. Well, uh, I was King Kong Bandy. Um, well, that's a rip. I, I thought <laughs> I thought I could get a little name recognition <laughs> and wouldn't be big enough uh, to catch what what was the WWF's uh, eye at the time. Well, I was right about the second part. Um, I wasn't. How shall you say? I I wasn't. I had a difficult time because I couldn't really wrestle per se. <laughs> Are you saying, are you sticking it to all the mankinds and Mick Foley's out there? Well, I made like a Mick Foley or even an Ultimate Warrior look like a Ricky the Dragon steamboat. Oh, wow. So, <laughs> wow. And, and for those of you who don't, maybe uh, to, to, to bring this up to be a little bit more contemporary, I made like a Bill Goldberg who can't wrestle at all look like a Chris Jericho, like a young wow. Chris Jericho. So not being able to wrestle... And being a wrestler is kind of a difficult. I don't understand why you didn't make it. I didn't. I also didn't take, especially bumps. with that name. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, even I was I was watching you know some really old matches from the old territorial days, old AWA days, and even when guys couldn't wrestle, like Hulk Hogan couldn't wrestle, no. but he had a right and a boot and a leg drop. That was he about could, it. but he could matches sell. He could, he could, he could actually kind of work the crowd when he was 
yeah. in the ring. Yeah. Until, I, until he... It was all good until he did that Hulkamania thing where all of a sudden your moves didn't work on him. Yes. I stopped selling. You're in <laughs> Just start shaking and then he points. I you know you're fucked. <laughs> Rick Springfield, thank you for that song. Uh, well, yuck. see, my, my, my problem was I couldn't wrestle and I couldn't tell a story. I also didn't take bumps. That makes that makes a so what I would do is all my matches would follow the same thing. Uh, we come out of our respective corners. I immediately slap, slap on a choke slam, slam him to the ground. I mean, I wouldn't even, no feeling out process. All I did was a succession of power moves. Now, given the fact that I couldn't wrestle, I depended on my opponent to actually sell the power moves and actually help me do them. So choke slam, I would pick them up off the ground, triple power bomb. Again, also difficult because I had trouble lifting up anybody over 200 pounds so uh and then i would put them on my shoulders in a fireman's carry i would proceed to climb to the uh top of the uh the the first rope first rope well most of the time i could only do the first rope and i would do a jumping cradle pile driver oh. now i don't want to say i botched the move most of the time but i did botch it all of the time <laughs> and after injuring numerous opponents uh and after you know they don't want to sell sloppy power moves from some cans so you right. know that was the end of my career and you're but, ending other people's career yeah, that's that true move. well but orion, that was that was the end of it the word on the street is orion purposely botches just because he's a dick that's horrible it, he well, likes he thinks someone's going to be better than him i assume he just botches it so he can end their career and move above them so we will keep you updated on the rematch but we hope to have you again all right, Soon absolutely. Mm -hmm. But we're looking at about an hour. I think that we did pretty good today. We did real good. Thanks for listening. Nunshellpass411 at gmail.com. Don't forget. Email us all your feelings. Because we care. <laughs> <laughs>